It's Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day from 3 to 6, where everything is half price, and including drinks and appetizers. And they do an awesome brunch on the weekends. That's Wayfair at Ferret Street. If you've got nothing good to do, stick around here for the next hour, where we have our own happy hour today, which is brought to us in part by Nola Pans. Check it out. There's one of them right there. This is the only pan made from a fallen Audubon Park live oak tree. Well, I don't think it was live when it was fallen, but it's called a live oak. It's beautiful. It's a one-of-a-kind, expertly limited edition writing instrument that you can get from nolapens.com. So go check it out. Check that out. Hold that pen, Ben. Note taken. You're going to love it. Oh, I see what and you did there. You can also check out Basics on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue where you can get fine lingerie and swim and gym wear. And Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover, which you can find at hdestroyer.com. And thank you to the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, and culture. Travis Laurendine is here. Hey. That is not a joint. <laughs> and it looks like one, right? They should make an extra special pen. Yeah. You're the hippiest, you're the hippiest of, looking uh, guy. Magnolia we've tree. You're the totally the hippiest looking guy we've ever had. Well, I mean, Woodstock just got announced again, so we're back. Hmm. Well, what's back? <laughs> Woodstock, we're back, dude. Just Wood- got announced yesterday. Yeah. Is that oh. se- I see you serious? The 50th yeah. anniversary. Oh, yeah. I have a lot and of feelings there- about that. And who's there's, a, there's a doppelganger of me fronting the Life magazine photos of Woodstock. It looks exactly like me. Wow. Have you sued them and, and sent them a season to season? No, I'm, just, I'm assuming that I'm getting free tickets. Trademark your life. I would hope so. Oh, is it going to yeah, be back double. in the original place where it was? Yes, yeah, back in the original place. Okay. Except it's headlined by Jay-Z. Hmm. Oh, that. oh, that's not Woodstock, is it? Well, I mean, I don't think that you have to go 50 years back. I don't think Woodstock no. themselves would have been be. like, let's go and play, let's you know, get, like, you know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like updated ja- Woodstock. Yeah, like past, jazz, present, future. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they have Santana. They have the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. Dead Co. Featuring John Mayer. Shout where out John Mayer. Where did you see the lineup, even? It's on the internet. It's on the internet. Is it? See, right? it Check it out. It popped up on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Jan- oh, Janelle is here. Janelle is spelled J-E-N-E-L-L-E. Yes. And then how do I pronounce that? Sloboff. Sloboff. Mm-hmm. Both of these names make it very difficult for autocorrect, I'm sure. Hence, I have no middle name. You don't even have a middle My name. My mother and father were like, we they gave you a weird it. enough the name, you no don't need. Wow. Right, N-M-N. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been like jealous of people with a middle name and you'd like one? In the monogram era yeah. of the 80s, That's I only had two letters. J-S. It, yeah, it, yeah. What would you? What did you tell people your middle name was? Well, look at my email. It is N-M-N. What does that stand for? No middle name. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Your name is Janelle, no middle name, <laughs> N-M-N, Sloboff. Yes. Mm. What kind of a name is Sloboff? That was actually, I'm the last Sloboff that there is. Last Sloboff on Earth. My great-grandfather came, right over down right from, now. came over from Russia during the programs. He right. hid in the bottom of a boat in a crate, <laughs> and he was Shlobatkin. That was the name. So then some that white his man, name. Some, his last name was Shlobatkin. Shlobatkin. You know Rhea Perlman? Her grandmother is a Shlobotkin also, but okay. she was Fancy. the Botkin side of the family. Some white man changed it to Botkin then. And uh, 
So then it got changed to Slovak. So it was my great great my great grandfather, my grandfather, my father, and then my father had two girls. So it's done there's, after me. There's no F in Slobotkin. No. How'd the F get in there? I don't know. That's mm. weird. Some guy who like welcomes you at Ellis Island. Slobotsky ended up. Was it Slobotsky? <laughs> it was Slobotkin. Slobotkin. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Travis Laurendin, what was your original name before it's they came Laurendini. here? Laurendini. Laurendini, like Houdini. Laurendini, like okay. Houdini. Laurendini. Okay. And you they went changed to Laurendini. You went to high school with Andrew Duhon, Andrew I believe. Andrew Duhon, yeah. I was actually older, no big deal. Really? 2002. What high school was that? Rommel High School, y'all. Rommel. Raiders. Raider Pride. Raiders. It's you... still alive at this table. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. How long <laughs> has it been? Your school song. And you guys still recognize each other because you don't look anything like you well, look like in high school. Well, we... We've uh, we've seen each other since then. Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, these these hairdos were not allowed at Rommel High they School. They were not. Did You've you have this much facial hair in high school? Not allowed. I didn't no know that hair. I even could have facial hair. <laughs> right. I didn't actually know that it's I really had a fro well until me and my friend Juan, who I was on the phone on the way over here, who's also our friend from high school. Yeah. We got in a bet to see who could go the longest without cutting their hair, mm. and it turned out that both of us had froze. Wow. Mm. Are you Jewish? Like, this is no. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, actually part did. Creole. Creole. I'm both That's sides of my family. It. Okay, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. I actually found out about my what? mom being Creole a month ago. What? I knew That's about awesome. my dad for like since I was 19. But, but I found out about my mom. My mom was pretty out. late to find out about it was very your late. And my too. mom, my mom found out seeing a patient who had her maiden name. She went and saw a patient on the West Bank. Is she a doctor? She's a uh, nurse. Okay. And she saw a patient. It was legal, is what I'm getting. It was legal. Okay. And she's, she saw the patient, and uh, the patient had her maiden name. What is it? And turned out Regis, and turned, she said, where are you from? And she says, I'm from Point of the Hash, which is where my grandfather was from. Okay. And she said, well, do you know this word? And it's like some unpronounceable word that he used to tell her. And he said, yeah, everybody knows that. That's what we are. Interesting. And that's what my grandfather used to say he was. Anyway, go on. Do you know what the word is? It's like ee bopak. Like that. Something like that. Something like E.E. Something E.E. Like, Bopark. Something like that. And what language would that be? I have no idea. Sounds <laughs> playing on. Do we, hey, you didn't, did mom, did we have the I Mr. have to do my own research now, but my yeah. mom, she's, she's got the contact info. Nice. So what does Creole exactly mean? It's French? It's, well, it, it means a bunch or, of different things, but um, yeah. in New Orleans, it, mean, it, it came from free people of color. So New Orleans had the, the strongest uh, population of free people of color who right. people purchased their... Um, their freedom, and which actually got reversed after America bought uh, New Orleans. And so, so they then continue to have their legacy inside the city. What do you mean by reversed? So they were able to buy their, their freedom, and then America bought Louisiana and yeah. then said, no, you can't. Took you that no back. longer have your freedom. That wasn't well, they, part they of took, the deal. They took a lot of their freedoms back, yeah. It was actually sure, really terrible. That must terrible. have been a pretty bad day if you think you're free and then they say, hey, we changed the contract. Especially you're like, I already paid. Yeah. yeah. It's you know? like getting a call from the health insurance people to say, oh, we re- revised your bill. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little bit more Slightly serious. Slightly worse a than that. Worse, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that is a pretty, I never knew that. Did you know that? Ben Shooter is here. Did you know that, Ben? Yeah, I was, I was somewhat aware of that, actually, yeah, because I... Uh, I think that that comes up in the in the history of New Orleans jazz a lot, and the music right. of New Orleans. Uh, um, you know something about? I that? think the the Creole community is kind of a like a fixture in uh, the early music of New Orleans. Well, Jelly Roll Morton was Creole, was he? Or um, wasn't he? I'm not 100 percent sure, to be honest. Possibly. I thought you sounded like you might know something yeah. about that. You were just making that. I know. Up. I know a little bit. I know okay. a little bit. Where did you come here from? I'm originally from New Jersey. Okay. Um, I've been here for 
I guess this is my fifth year in New okay. Orleans now. Every time someone's here from New Jersey, you're supposed to ask them this question. Which exit? <laughs> Which exit? Um, Do people ask you that? Is that true? Not as much as you would think, to be honest. If someone else is from New Jersey, do they ask you which exit? No. I would they ask don't. you, where's your accent? I feel, like, I feel like New Jersey is more of a North Jersey, South Jersey thing to begin with. Central okay. Jersey, does that exist? Who knows? I don't know anything <laughs> about Jersey at all. Do you, yeah. guys? Rachel's from Jersey. <laughs> Rachel, you're from Jersey too. What city are you from? Uh, which exit? Which exit? <laughs> I can't see he's got an answer to that. There we go. What part of Jersey are you from, Ben? <laughs> I'm, I'm from uh, Little Falls, New Jersey. We're actually probably pretty close to Short Hills. You guys have a nice mall. <laughs> no, you don't. You have a mall. shitty mall there? Um, Is that why you left? We don't even have the mall, really. It's in, it's in the, the next town over. We just kind of uh, <laughs> really? go in there and claim it as our own. Mm. Yeah. So what made you get out and come here? Um, well, first of all, I wanted to do music. There's not really a scene for that in uh, Little Falls, New Jersey. You know, once it once it starts snowing in the winter, it's it's a lot harder to get around. Um, New Orleans sounded like a great idea because I was like, yeah, I'll come down here and I'll form a band and we'll actually be able to do things. And also, I was just uh, I was just tired of shoveling you know two <laughs> feet of snow out of my right. driveway every other day in the winter. So you hadn't been here before. You just. The sight and scene. You just decided to move yeah, to I New just, Orleans. I just, I came down here. I went to college here, but before that, I'd never been here. What did you do in college? Um, I, I was a music major at, okay. uh, at Tulane. So you had some musical People ability. People from Jersey and, and Tulane. Yeah, they, go together. they love I know. it. She goes to Tulane too. Rachel does. True. She's from New Jersey. She does. Yeah. Now Rachel is your, is, is your right assistant, Travis. Is yeah. your, what does she do for you? I would say she does everything. And what do you do? Why, what do you describe yourself as, apart from... I say, if someone hippie. asks me what I do, I say I do whatever I want. But <laughs> Good answer. Which is true. Yeah. But um, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a serial entrepreneur right. and producer. I've got a list of awesome things that, that Graham, our producer, sent me that you've done. We could just spend the next hour going through this one at a time, let's actually. Not, let's, let's do it. Well, should we pick one? I wrote this myself, so you it's not like someone... Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it's not necessarily true, then. It's all true. Oh, it's all true. I wrote okay. this last night at like so 1.30 in the this morning. Is, this is the best part of it, the first part of the sentence. Once upon a time, you were the U.S. Department of Education's Presidential Scholar of Louisiana. I am. Look at that. You've gone off the rails completely. Totally off the rails. That's, that's the funny thing. I like to lead, lead with off. that. Lead so off with this impressive. You can go back. Yeah, yeah. What does that even mean? You were the presidential. So, so they uh, they pick one boy and one girl from each state. It's like being the valedictorian of the state. So you're the smartest guy in Louisiana at, at one point. At one point. What year was that? That was 2002. And you, have you done a lot of drugs since then? Probably. Have you lost any? Have you really lost any brain cells, or are you still the smartest guy in Louisiana? I feel like you're really fixated on that. Come on. <laughs> uh, you could be the smartest guy in Louisiana still. Uh, you still can do it. it wouldn't the, be that the, hard. The have you met the other, guy, uh, the other ones who have won since? Yeah, so every year they, they, they take the top 20 SAT scores in the state, and then they do an application process, and then your senators and other people read all these applications, and they pick one, and then you get a medal from the president. Okay. When I actually went to go get this, the president was actually George, George W. Bush. And um, the day Who that... Who would have thought that that was when we had a real president? Yeah, so we, we, I know, right? So <laughs> we so I, ever be able speak, to say I've that. got to read a better part of the story. So we're... Um, getting off the bus to go into the Kennedy Center to get the, the medals. And they come on, and they come on a, a megaphone, and they say, uh, we have a really um, 
sad announcement to make, but um, the president had to fly out to Arizona for a wildfire national emergency. And so today, giving you your medals would be Dick Cheney. Uh. Oh. And we all got literally do? dicked. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, That's uh, kind of cool that you got to meet the infamous Dick I Cheney. I got to meet Dick Cheney, and then I met George W. Bush as a mascot. So I met, the, I met the fake president as the my fake Like self. somebody was dressed up. I was, I was Boudreaux the Nutri. I was the mascot for the New Orleans Zephyrs when I was in high school. And, okay, uh, hang in on addition to, You can't just gloss over that. Wait, Were you wait. really? Do you, know, do you know the, the New Orleans Zephyrs, which is now the like baby cakes? Well, now they're gone, actually. Now they have, they have Boudreaux the Nutria. He's the mascot. You, the, you I was Boudreaux the Nutria. I am Boudreaux. It lives in my heart. Oh, my God. Were you the last one? <laughs> this is the best no, development. So, yeah, so I met... <clears throat> we were in high school. It was right before 9-11. And he gave, like, a, a tour of the country of, like, we need to lower taxes. And came to Metairie, of course, heart of the base... Metairie's like, we're all about this. And they try to block me from getting out on the field. And I somehow got out there with the team. The Secret Service were not liking that. I had a vendetta with Jim Hazlitt, the Saints head coach. He, like, hated Boudreaux and punched me one time. I threw T-shirts at his kids, knocked popcorn out their hands. It was a thing. <laughs> the Secret Service, they didn't want me They didn't want me on the field, and they grabbed me. Because you were going on a costume. They didn't really, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm very close to the president. They grabbed me, and they said, we don't know who's in there, but look up. And they, and they pointed my head up. And I could see a sniper on the roof oh, looking right at wow. me. And I was like, whoa. I was like, my parents voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> what a great day that would have been. I mean, it would be horrible to lose you, but if they shot Boudreaux, then you would shot Boudreaux. How was, awesome would that well, be? Two weeks before that, when I got an altercation with Jim Hazlitt, he punched Boudreaux. I regret to this day not going cold down. <laughs> right. Because he punched me, and then I, I almost I stumbled, but I recovered. Oh, hang on. But I should have just, just gone straight down. Straight, straighten this up for a sec. Jim, Jim has the same guy the who stepped on Terry Bradshaw's face on the field in the NFL. Terry, you know, Jim has a very mean man. <laughs> he punched me as a child. As a mascot. As a mascot. <laughs> as a nutria. Who does that? Why did he? What did you do to provoke I was, it? I gave his kids a noogie. The kids, <laughs> I gave the kids, I was like, get noogie for the kids. I'm a freaking mascot. You're a mascot. And they hit you. That's and he like punched me. He gave me a look like... World. It's Isn't just like one solid punch from like an NFL linebacker to your head when you're wow. wearing a freaking 25-pound head. It really rocks you. And Isn't I should have just job? gone down and then just sued the NFL. <laughs> That and they would be like a yacht right now. You don't have, Are there <laughs> pictures of this? Is it on? Is it on? There's a picture of somewhere? me meeting George W. Bush. Is there like a, a, a YouTube channel? video of this happening though? I mean, I wish that this was in the YouTube era. You know, this would be great. Oh, this was before that. When this was, was this? before the YouTube era? This was probably 2000. One. Oh, 2000. This was 2000, early, early yeah. 2001. This it's was 2001 right before 9-11. Pre YouTube? Did YouTube only come along after that? Yeah, I guess it's a little yeah. bit early. Yeah, YouTube yeah. wasn't yeah. hitting then. Oh, no, nobody had their cameras out before. I was that. a little That's bit. Old. I, I don't think our cameras yeah. were on our phones mm. at those days. YouTube was just hitting no, at that point. I don't think we there was have an iPhone until 2007 right. or something. Yeah. I, I had a pager like maybe. You had a pager back yeah. in the day. Where's a sniper going to aim? You know, when you're wearing a giant head, you know, to the heart. Yeah, yeah, you got to go to the chest shot. Chest shot. I barely remember this guy, right Jim Hazlitt. Frankly, what did he look like? He looked like red he had blonde, hair. He had blonde, yeah. blondish hair. Football like, player looking guy. He didn't, we didn't have a winning team when he was the coach. No, he so he's probably no. very he, frustrated. He let the dogs out. We got our first ever. It was Jim Hazlitt. The dogs out. Aaron Brooks. First ever playoff win for the Saints, though. I'll give him that. I was in the building. Yeah. Brought, brought a date to that way out of my league. London Rogier, Camp Soulgrove. <laughs> Give her a shout out. She, she listens. I remember, I remember everything because I was like 15, but What's I got it? these tickets for the game, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is gonna be big." I was like, "Do you want to go to the Saints game?" And she was like 15, but looked like 25. 
And every time she would go to the bathroom, she'd come back and have like two full drinks that people had bought her. And so I, and then she'd give them to me. And then I drink that drink, and we were wasted by the end of this game, like 16 years old. That is awesome. And yeah. she's still and we here. Won. She's we still won. here. I've and seen she her on just, Facebook. And she just moved back. Yes. Camp Soul Grow. And she's actually, I set up a meeting for her next week to bring the program more in tune with the rest of New Orleans. Mm. Hopefully it'll work out. What does she do? What's her program? Program is uh, it's a free uh, camp for kids where it's free it's, camp. It's free camp. It's Most parents have to pay for camp. Yeah. And okay. she has donors and other people who've made it so that they created a more efficient model for camps. And they use a lot of volunteers and other things to lower the costs. Nice. Well, this is a pretty interesting roundup right here. Hey. Was that your last performance as Boudreaux, or have you been back on stage since I then? made one reappearance as Boudreaux. So our friend Juan became Boudreaux, and then my friend Brett became Boudreaux for six years. And then I was back in town, and he had a wedding. And he said, can you go and do Boo at the Zoo? As oh, a Boo at the Zoo. As Boudreaux, as as Boudreaux which is a big Boudreaux appearance, because mm. Boudreaux's nickname is Boo. Mm. So I was like, I'll go do Boo at the Zoo. I forget I'm doing Boo at the Zoo. I Get wasted. Get wasted. Mm. I knew that was coming. And get the call. You are you on your way? Yes, I'm on my way. Who had the costume? Needless the costume? to say, needless to say, I got very lost oh in, the in the zoo. Dressed in the zoo, dressed as a nutria. And Boudreaux is known as like a you know like a Joker character. So I go up to the information booth, sweating. I can't see my eyes. I'm just like dehydrating. I'm like, where is the entrance? I need help. They're like, Boo, Joe, you're such a such a kidder. I'm like, help me. Oh, my God. They're like, hold my hand. This is like a Hunter S. Thompson. People are trying to take pictures. I'm like, get out of here, kids. That's it's not crazy. time. Here's Graham DePonte. Hey, I got, quick, I got a quick question about Boudreaux. Actually, okay. so it was. Uh, it looked like for me sitting on the sidelines that all they really did about Boudreaux to make him a nutria is they bought a walrus costume <laughs> and painted the teeth orange. I, I feel like is it was a true? bear. I feel like it's a bear <laughs> with, costume. With tusks. It's a bear costume, and then they took tusks, orange tusks, <laughs> uh-huh. and that's that's what I think it is because I think there's really not much difference between a bear if you look at it. Mm-hmm. It's just a bear with orange tusks. That's true. And a, a nutria is a much smaller <laughs> animal than a bear. Sure. Course, I guess. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break here and uh, we'll be right back in just a moment with music from Ben Shooter. All right. Excellent. Sweet. Okay, we're back. <laughs> that was pretty quick, right. wow. wasn't it? Okay, so great. as promised, Ben, we're going to make you play a song. Okay. Tell us, first of all, so I was interested to read in the little bit of bio that Graham sent me about you, yeah. that when you first moved here from New Jersey, you didn't want to play live. You just wanted to sit in your bedroom, smoke weed, and make songs. Well, Which I, I must say another thing about your music has got a lot of weed in it. Yeah, well, I'll explain, I'll explain further about that. I did... I did want to play live when I came down here, but I wanted to play live with a full band. And uh, I did that. I have a band that I play with. Uh, we're called the Bummers. Um, Say that again. We're called the Bummers. Bummers. Um, but okay. but I this, thought that's uh, what you said. This more recent project is something different. This uh, my uh, my solo music, I guess, which I started, I've always been kind of doing, and I never really knew how to play it live or uh, was really that interested. I just wanted to kind of fiddle around and learn how to mix my songs and just release them uh, to like a small audience on the internet. And uh, I just, just recently I was, I was kind of like, you know what, you know, I'm 22, 2019 is the year. I'm going to play this live somehow. I'm going to put out 
a ton of my own music in addition to what the Bummers does because it's different. There's four of us. There's four of us. It's all all of our input. But you it's, came down yeah. to start a band, I thought. I did, yeah. So, but you did start a band. I did. And then you realized yeah. that was a mistake, and now you no, no, you no, couldn't no. play your own music that way. Why it can't you get the Bummers to play your it stuff? It wasn't ever that it was a mistake. I love playing with the Bummers. They're I, like I said, I still do. They're my best friends. Um, we're doing a lot of big stuff, but. Um, the thing with that is that's more of like a high budget thing. That's more of a, like going to a studio. That's like we're gonna play some big shows and reinvest our money back into the band. And at the same time, I was like, you know, I want to make some of my own music too, so I don't have to take something to like a real studio every time. I want right. to learn how to make music you. in the bedroom. But here's in my, my bedroom. question: yeah. Why can't the bummers play your music? Um. We have a certain sound and a certain style, and my music's okay. a little different. All right. And I kind of, like, by myself, I kind of go into, a, like, a variety of styles that we wouldn't necessarily explore. And that's one, of the, that's one of the reasons that I also like to do this. It's like, the Bummers wouldn't, uh, the bummers wouldn't do any of the, of the things that I would do right. by myself. So the 50% of the songs that I've heard of yours on Spotify have got the word pot in them. Yeah. Or references to smoking pot by time. Hmm. Good job. <laughs> the is that, is that a reflection a, of your lifestyle, or just rhymes with everything? Um, I feel like I feel like the one. Maybe this would be a good one to start out with today. The one that I just released, which is called "Real Job," has a, the ending that goes, um, "You know, you just smoke weed every day." Exactly. And there's there's all there's all sorts of people on the internet who are like making memes and stuff about like. I feel like there's kind of an archetype of the one guy in your in your scene who's like who says he's artsy but he never really makes anything and his main thing is that he just like smokes a lot of weed and talks about other people's art but you know like he's kind of an artist but he doesn't ever really seem to do anything. Let's take a listen to that song. It's yeah. called Real Job. This doesn't appear on an album, right? This is on Spotify. This is though. this is on Spotify just as a single. As a single. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll play it for you. All right. If you're looking for this, if you're looking for this, Ben's name is Ben Shooter, S-H-O-O-T-E-R. Could you help out with the mic real quick? We got a lefty on our hands, lefty guitar Yeah, this is great, left-handed guitar player. Yes. Left-handed guitar, left-handed cigarettes. Hey. Cool. Tell me something real Cause I can't need your exposure Seventeen bucks gets me nowhere And I'm only getting older What about stability? This doesn't feel like responsibility Am I just making selfish choices? At the expense of my friends and family In five more years this will stop being cool And I can't pay my bills My how I get my skills, yeah, yeah It shouldn't be about the money But it's always about the money Yeah, it's always about the money And how many friends you have 
five more years this will stop being cool and i can't pay my bills i can't market my skills yeah yeah you tell everyone you're an artist but you just smoke weed every day everybody thinks you're an artist but you just smoke weed every day I don't think you're an artist You just smoke weed every day I don't think I've ever seen you make any art You just smoke weed every day 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 Okay, look, every single person in Wayfair, this is a good test. Are mm-hmm. those as groupies, Every though? single person in Wayfair is yeah. clapping and had listened to that. Yeah. The Wayfair happy hour test. That's, yeah. pr- that's a very good test. Is we've had people in here before that we're the guy in here played a trumpet mm. and not one single person turned around. Oh. Mm. So that's a pretty good sign. The, good, the other thing is, of course, everyone on the staff was impressed with that because you work here. Yeah, I work right here in the oh, kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did they know that you do that even? Yeah. Have they heard you play before? <laughs> um, some, of them, some of them have come out to see me before, yeah. Nice. Um, we, just played a, we just played a big one at House of Blues uh, at the end of last year, and a bunch of people came to that. But it's, it's kind of cool to take my music here because I feel like a lot of a lot of people are always here too when I'm playing, you know, you know if They're I'm going right. if I'm going to play, somebody's covering me in the kitchen. So yeah. what do you do in the kitchen there? You're a cook. Yes, I'm a cook. And how do you know how to do that? Um, well, this is actually like my first time really doing that. Before this, I only I only worked at one other place. I worked at the Boot. <laughs> yeah. That does not count. They don't make food there, do they? Yeah, they make yeah, food. They do. Boot they pizza, like, baby. They have pizza. Yeah, boot pizza. Beautiful pizza. And I did everything except make the pizza. So I was like, chicken, burgers, salads. They have salads, surprisingly. Um, but now uh, I came over here, and uh, I really enjoy it. <laughs> okay, well, this yeah. is don't ruin everything, because the food is really good here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you don't know mm-hmm. what you're doing at all. No. Your, your culinary training is at the boot. Well, I've, I've been here for... Uh, Six to eight months now, and uh, I've I've learned a lot, which I really like because yeah. I also really like cooking. Ah, like, uh, so you turn out to be good at cooking. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good food that we make, and it's. Uh, this is a, I yeah. mean, the food here is great. I came yeah. here for dinner on Saturday night with mm-hmm. with people, and every it was awesome actually. Yeah. And this place was jammed up. Actually. Mm-hmm. Why was it so busy on Saturday night? Is it always that? Well, it was St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Oh yes, it was. After the parade. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you do for St. Patrick's Day? Do you know? I broke my finger. You uh, broke your finger. Mm-hmm. What doing? Traditional. Well, I, right? <laughs> I mean, I posted it up on Facebook just to be funny that, like, look at my finger. I sprained it. And then all of a sudden I started getting instant messages from people. Um, I think you need an x-ray. Like, <laughs> four different people. Ortho doctor, this person. I think you need an x-ray. Ooh. My husband's like, it's fine. It's fine. You just sprained it. No, it was broken. So it is it was actually a broken. fabulous day. It was a beautiful day. And I came out totally extra. My costume was so extra. Because when I made what 50. What did you go as? Well, it was just a lot. 
of orange and green. And that's okay. the day everybody gets to be Irish, but right? Even like, this Jewish person gets to be you're Irish. You're Jewish. I'm Russian Slobble. Jewish 100%. Okay. Yeah. 100%. But I get to be like Irish for the day. So I made a special <laughs> head wrap. I took off the sleeves of my shirt and I put on feathers and it was I had a sequin skirt and I was having so much fun and then a friend went by on the second on the top of a float and he was also having fun that day and he, at high velocity through this cabbage uh. and it was just a small one and why I didn't let it go to the ground. It wasn't like a coconut on Zulu morning or yeah. something. Well, because the natural reaction is it's if to something's coming towards you. It's and to then try it and hit my finger. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But it's a great story because anywhere else in the country, you just broke your finger. You didn't have a cabbage come at you from the top of a float. That's the thing nobody in New Jersey would ever understand. If I was like, yeah, I broke my finger, there was this cabbage. I'm a cabbage. <laughs> right. I showed all my students this because my students live in Minnesota. What and you, I, What? All your students are in Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm a clinical you? social worker, right. uh, licensed clinical social worker in three states. And I worked mostly psychiatric emergency rooms throughout the in Florida and Minnesota. You did. I did. Do that. I did until I moved to Louisiana, where we don't have a lot of great mental health care or psychiatric emergency rooms. Wait, wait up! Wait up! Wait up! Wait up! Wait up! You were a psychiatric emergency nurse room social emergency worker. Room. Social mm-hmm. worker, not a nurse, a mm-hmm. social worker. Right. So what does that entail? You go to work. That means what you, you go to work. You wear scrubs. Scrubs. You wear scrubs. And, and actually, in most of the places I worked, the nurses and the social workers did much of the same thing, except for I couldn't give medications. Um, but I'm also a certified nurse. I was a certified nursing assistant, so I could do a lot of hands-on work, too. So the police bring somebody or the ambulance brings somebody right off the street. Somebody like and what? They, somebody who wants to hurt themselves, hurt others, intoxicated under some influence of some substance out of control, um, whether they're, like, walking them in or bringing them in and restraints or uh, with a spit hood or, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in a psychiatric uh, emergency. A uh, what? A spit hood. Spit hood. Spitting is not an acceptable behavior hood. to spit on people. There's a special so hood that the cops have if you want to spit yes. at them? Yes. Well, not usually the cops, but the, the ambulance. Only a couple times I had to use it. You did. <laughs> 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 use it on you. So they come okay. right into us. The so police you, drop and go, and then we treat the, the patient. You mm-hmm. get to see them first. Mm-hmm. Very first. The social right worker gets to see them first before the doctor. Yep. And I either get to, yes, Shit. before the doctor. What kind of a gig <laughs> before, is that? I mean, the nurse sees them, then I see them. But That's sometimes like I'm with the nurse. That's like a pretty highly dangerous kind of a it, gig, isn't it? I didn't think about the danger of it when I was in it until I got out of it. And then I thought, whoa. There's a reason <laughs> I don't tell my family, like, what I do every day. Mm-hmm. And um, why uh, I never have anybody come visit me at work. I mean, you couldn't anyway because of confidentiality. But... Um, at the same time, I was working in psychiatric emergency rooms. The last one was in Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, Hennepin County Medical Center, the county hospital. Of, we have counties up north, yeah. outside of Louisiana. We have I've counties. Heard of these things. Yeah, not parishes, counties. And um, I moved to Louisiana for my husband's work, and we didn't have uh, psychiatric emergency rooms down here. Why don't we? It's a good question. Tried to. Uh, it's a good question. Louisiana well, is different. It's the same river. Same right. river, exactly the opposite. Mississippi we River, crazy, exactly. We, we have opposite. crazy people here. We have people who have mental health needs here. Right. Yes. So why and don't we have needs. psychiatric social workers in the hot nice here. We have uh, rid- we suck, we have a the- we have a lower income tax. Right? So we can't Minnesota has a high income tax. Mm-hmm. And then the way the money is distributed or not distributed or 
Right. Okay, so I've learned a lot in the last seven years. What happens years. to you in New Orleans if you get taken in with a spit hood on, or don't we have that? Um, you usually go to the regular medical emergency room, not a specific psychiatric okay. emergency room that's separate that has mental health trained professionals working with you. So who sees you here if you're wigging out? And you, I don't know the process in all the emergency rooms, but you eventually get seen by the coroner, right? The, the coroner. coroner mm-hmm, who, is, uh, who is the one who can write a hold on you for 72 hours. The coroner is not the person who checks you out when you're dead, is it? The same person. The same person has two jobs. One is to examine dead bodies, Mm -hmm. and the other is to check you out if you have a mental health issue. Yeah, every parish has a... Is that what you're saying? Right. We had a psychiatrist that was the coroner here. Did you know that, Ben? Travis, did you know that? You're the craziest person here. Well, you're the most intelligent person in the whole state. The coroner who can write the 72-hour hold on you. Mm-hmm. The doctor sees you, but then the coroner has to There's write the hold on you. There's only one coroner, though, right? But he has people working for him okay. also, so he so might so send the psychiatrist, but not in every parish. So if you go crazy, if you did overdose on drugs and have problems, or have any psychiatric problem, if you're a homeless person on the street, then you get taken in by either an ambulance or a police officer. And the doctor assesses that you're a danger to yourself or others, or unable to care for yourself. Then they have to call the coroner to write a 72-hour hold on you. Well, that is fucked up, isn't it's it? It's really a mind mess. Yes, it's a mind fuck is actually what it is. Because when I moved here, I thought, what? And I asked the same questions you're asking. The coroner, isn't okay, that Okay, so if we were to change people? that, if that was to change, who would be responsible for making those changes? Is that legislation or city yep, council the, or what? No, legislation. It's at the state level. The state, the state has level. to change Legislative state level. State level. Uh, here in wow. Louisiana, So that's yes. statewide? Yes. This lack of mental health care. Correct. Oh, yes. The lack of mental health care is definitely statewide. Um, And the lack of psychiatrists and also the threshold for Medicaid. So you, if you, a lot of my, um, a lot of people, if they are on Social Security disability, they might make too much money to actually qualify for Medicaid. So every state says what their threshold for Medicaid is going to be. And Minnesota has a much lower or higher threshold. You can make more money. And get on medical assistance. It's called there. Janelle, so, Minnesota, yes. Can I ask you a question? Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Governor of the state John Bell Edwards yes. happens to follow Happy Hour on Twitter. Ooh, I for hope some he reason make some changes. And uh, he claims that they've expanded Medicaid in Louisiana. They have. It's true. It, they've expanded wow, it since, even, even since the other governor. Okay, hang on, C-Rock. Are you saying that the governor of the state is watching this Oh, live? he is a Democrat? Well, yeah. he sucks still. <laughs> oh. Have you ever listened to his show, though? I haven't. It okay. doesn't sound very entertaining, but, but he's should watching, I check it out? Is he watching this live on he Twitter? Should. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, probably not. He follows a couple thousand people, but okay. we are part of that thousand. He follows okay. us. Well, so he says, so the governor says, by the way, what is his actual name? Is it John Bell? Is Bell his middle name? Like N- N- Johnny B. Edwards. I thought they call him John Bell, no? Is it John Bell? I think or it's John, John Bell. I think Bell it's one of those like real southern it's like, names. Right. John like Bell. A, like John Boy. Like John Boy, yeah. Correct. Or Billy Bob. Like Billy right. Bob, yeah. So, mm-hmm. John Bell is his first name. Okay, I think well, so. I'm not sure, though. Well, I never knew that he was following us on Twitter. That's exciting right there. So you asked but what I do now, though. What do you do now, though? So Whatever I always had I want. A, exa- That is part of it. That's part of it. When I moved to Louisiana, I, quote, semi-retired. What did you think you were going to do when you came here? Did you think you were going to do the same thing? Um, well, you knew already that there was no hope I wasn't for a person sure, but I had a very strong private practice in Minnesota where I supervised social workers for their licensure. So right when you get your master's degree in social work or your bachelor's degree, you're required to be supervised by somebody at my level of licensure um, for See, a certain amount of time, a certain amount of hours. If you did that hours. here, you'd be able to get paid off by people. <laughs> 
I bet there's no bribery in Minnesota. There's no, no. It's very rulesy in Minnesota. Everybody stands in line. Very rulesy. And would you have bought this top that you're wearing today if you were living in Minnesota? I think next week when I go there, I should wear this shirt, but no. So you've had a whole change of life since you got here. I have. I can match this. You have something like that, Travis? Okay. This was, but see, it's what? my happy hour shirt. It has. We haven't I've, even. I've got something that's just this. None of this. Just this. Just this. Oh, just this. Okay. Okay, we have Travis. We haven't even got down to the next. Your next thing on this list here. Okay. Which is, uh, you were the person who they created boycott ball. Wearing the shirt. What there is that? Is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the boycott ball. Of the boycott ball. ball. Yay! That, that was fabulous. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that's you actually get thing. the traction for that? How did you get the attention? <clears throat> um, luck. Um. No, the um, we were in the right place at the right time. My um, our other high school friend, Archbishop Rommel High School, so strong. This is Juan. <laughs> this is our other friend, Brandon Rizzuto. Brandon Rizzuto. Okay. Brandon Rizzuto um, watched Drew Brees' post game interview, and when Drew said we need to find a way to turn this negative into a positive, mm. it clicked for him. Let's do a boycott festival. Mm-hmm. And 20 minutes into that post on Facebook, I read it. And I had been the jinx the past two seasons. I'll just say it. I was the jinx. You're the any games that, that I lost. watched, any games that I watched, they lost. we lost. Okay, and I was I was quarantined for the playoffs. And halfway through the second quarter, I'm checking my email. Guy from LA sends me an email giving me a score update, and I just had a pit in the bottom of my stomach saying, mm-hmm. "The jinx found a way." And sure enough, we lost that game. And so I felt extra bad. Well, we didn't really lose it. But. Mm. I felt extra bad. because the jinx, fault, jinx because the guy away. sent you the email. Well, I read it. You know, oh, yeah. I should have just not, oh, okay. I just not <laughs> been on, oh. on computers at all. I should have been in a black box watching. in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, into the so the, uh, yeah, it, was, it was tough. And, and la- last year, the same thing happened, you know. And so I thought... I could do this, you know, like I'm, I'm an event producer. I'm actually specialized in doing very rapid 24 hour things. I know all the people that we would need to do this. He wanted to do it in, in Lafreniere Park where I grew up playing, playing soccer with him. And I was like, let's do it in Lafreniere Park in Metairie. I knew that, um, you know, I could make a Facebook event go viral. I had done it many times in the past. I'd made a bunch of different things go viral, and I knew that this was something that everybody wanted. The big things that I did was I changed the name to Boycott Bowl. Instead of Boycott Festival, it was Boycott Bowl, which was just a little bit catchier. Mm -hmm. I created a Facebook event. I I took a a screenshot of the referee watching the play, made that the, the image, created a couple other things for the event. I was on the phone. I was like, you know, we need to create a GoFundMe for this. And I was like, wait a second. I built an entire platform that is ready to use right now. That's like a GoFundMe meets Eventbrite. It's called ShowSparker. It's, it's one of my okay. products. And so I was like, let's try this. So I called my CTO and I was like, look, I'm about to make this call and, and do this. You think that we could use this for our first event? Because when you're, when you're trying out a ticketing system, the way that you do it is you do a 50-person event, then a 100-person event, then a 500-person event, That's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's and then the tickets sold out. So we put the event on. There was no full lineup. There was no venue. And we did $25,000 in sales, which proved that there was demand for the event. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Then we announced the venue that could fit double the amount of people had already paid. And then it sold out instantly. <laughs> wow. Sold out, like, instantly. And then, and then the lineup. And the lineup. And then we kept adding yeah. to the lineup. Yeah. And the lineup was really just my friends. I'm very lucky. I wish that Andrew was in town. I was really lucky at the time that we um, 
you know, that I have all these relationships. We brought in Kango Slim, who's the creator of Partners in Crime, the New Orleans Bounce Legends. And because of him, some of the calls were very easy to make. And when people found out that it was a fundraiser for the New Orleans Recreation Department, which so many people went through, so many right. different musicians went right. through, um, including every single famous person that you know from New Orleans, all was part of one Nord Park. They all wanted to be a part of it. And um, we had very big people on hold that I said, we don't need you. <laughs> you know, I had trombone shorty and arcade fire people on hold. And I was you like, said, you I was like we're good. Shorty. You said no to trombone like, shorty and arcade fire. Okay. I was like, I, I was like, we're good. We're like, we cannot fit another person in this thing, including you. Wow. It's like, if Win Butler walks through there, he was like in the studio. I was like, don't come. We're good. But that's the testament to the idea, right? Is that yeah. like everybody wants to be a part of that thing? Everybody exactly. feels that positive into you know the negative into the positive. Exactly. Yeah. You know, our our poster was like a football um, that was shaped like a like a lemon, and it was all just turning lemons into lemonades. And there was a lemonade stand. And it, was all, it was like a Kool Aid man that lemon. Lemon ice drops we're going into. Well, you totally captured the we captured the, the, the zeitgeist of New Orleans after that game. That's for sure. I mean, the stats were you know we took down the local ratings fifty one percent, which is like a grand slam right. if you're trying yeah. if you're boycotting a television event. Nationally, it was the lowest in ten years, and we got international credit. New Orleans boycott takes down Super Bowls. The headline in New York Times. Congratulations, and Travis was Lauren. was the headline nice in, in the we'll Guardian. Yes. And what an achievement. A funny thing is that I'm actually, uh, this is a good story. Um, and I haven't told this story, and I'll tell it for y'all. The night of the event, we get hammered. Okay, true New Orleans style, we're just like eight sheets to the wind. Our whole team had been working heads down for two weeks, hadn't slept, and we were just like, we, we everybody's paid, we already did our donation, we're good, let's drink. I'm on Frenchman Street. Make the bad decision. No one at home do this decision. To pee in public. Oh, oh that's no. okay. It was a bad idea. idea. Right. No. I was not in my right mind. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Needless no. to say, a cop catches me, ah. and as he's about to arrest me, he says, "Wait, didn't you start boycott bowl?" <laughs> <laughs> and he let Yay. me go. Ah, and he let me go. So wherever, wherever, right. that, wherever that <laughs> officer is, thank you so much. Yeah. I did not know what I was doing. And Did you zip up before he came around? And I, I don't remember exactly, but my friends were like, yo, you got out of it. <laughs> okay. That is a good story. That, that is, a, good is story. a real New Orleans story. That's a really Thank good you for story. doing that. That's that awesome. was an amazing that was, that was an honor to do. That is good. We're going to take another quick break here for one second, and we're going to come back and have a song, a brand new song from Andrew Duhon. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. We'll be right back. We can actually take a little break if you want. Andrew's going to get a guitar. Okay. Break it down. Okay. All right. And we're back with Happy Hour and a brand new song from Andrew Duhon. Andrew, where have you been for the last week or two? Let's see. So, Somewhere um, on the road? There was a week there on the road, and then there was a week up in Washington where the lady is visiting the girlfriend. She's right. up there. I think we've discussed that. How she's was a, that? Yeah, it was great. It was, you know, it, she's she's doing her work. She's she's busy all day, so I get to make it a kind of a writer's retreat, which is nice. 
Um, what did you write for us while you were gone? Well, you know, it feels like the last record's, you know, it's coming on the year anniversary, so Jazz Fest is when I released the rap uh -huh. last record. That's right. It's going to be Jazz Fest. coming right up, so. And Breakfast, is that happening? <sighs> That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Travis, what do you think? Is Breakfast happening? I feel very strong that Breakfast is going to happen. It's Travis, you're the man we need for Breakfast. <laughs> uh, great idea. All jokes aside, so, actually, Show Sparker is uh, teaming up with uh, Breakfast okay. to, to bring okay. you. The same people who brought you Boycott Bowl are bringing right. you breakfast. the Breakfast Bowl breakfast. of Champions. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast 3, I think it is. No way. You're Four. only thinking of the ones you've been to. No, that's, uh, we've done it at least six times. Six. But, you know, um, this is breakfast. I mean, it started as a, as a backyard party, you know, but, um, but it's, it's... Do you know how long we've been doing this show, by the way? Eight years. Is that like an eighth year? Or yeah. So mm -hmm. we must have been there from the beginning, but I can't, I thought this was only like the third or fourth one. No, we've done it. I mean, well, it's, it's had several different venues. And, right. Uh, uh, we were down the street originally, down here. At that's right. Uh, well, we did Gossi Gossi. Originally, Gossi. it was down at uh, Gorin Brothers, which was in the okay. Bywater. Right. And it was more of a backyard party for a couple of years, and then we moved over to Gossi Gossi. But um, Where's it going to be this year, Travis? That's the to be announced. you got to stay tuned. Okay. What's All the right. date? Second Sunday. Of Jazz May Fest. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. You weren't behind that sinkhole de Mayo one, were you? <laughs> <laughs> very, I very that, much wish I was. That was a good one. Okay, Andrew, what are you going to play? As always, bringing you something brand new and fetal, you know, so it, maybe it's beautiful, maybe it looks like an alien. It's a fetus, we'll see. We got plans, you and I We got dreams That feel just out of reach That's how we justify these hours that we keep All these hours keeping you from me There's never gonna be a better time it's never gonna be a finish line Are we gonna wait till the day we die To realize it ain't a race How long can we keep this pace We got to learn to slow down Before they put us in the cold ground All we ever had was right here, right now We got to let go of someday, somehow Oh, we got to learn to slow down Before mm. they put us in the cold All we got is right here, right now, right here, right now. We got to slow down. Eyes fixed on the horizon for all these years. 
How did it feel to play that live? It's always weird, you know? Mom yeah. hasn't even heard these songs. <laughs> I know. You know? That's what we love about this. So what happens here is that Andrew comes and brings us a brand new song that he hasn't played ever anywhere, mm. and we get to be the first people to hear it. So you have to come up with a response now, mm. Janelle. It almost made me cry. Sorry about that. And it made me think about Louisiana versus anywhere else. Ooh, that's nice. And how we slow down here. Mm -hmm. And we recognize everybody's humanity. Mm -hmm. You're only lonely if you don't leave your house. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you leave your house, you've got many people to talk to. So this song is sort of like a Rorschach blot test, I think. Yes. Totally. Aren't, I didn't aren't get they any all? of that. Did you get any of that, Travis, out of that? What did you get? <laughs> Andrew knows he made me think about Portland. It's one thing I don't uh, want to talk about. <laughs> sad, sad songs, bro. Don't listen to my first record, dude. No, was that, he this talented that, in high school? This is not as good. No, 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 no. I was playing guitar, but I was he not. Was play, he, wasn't, he wasn't this good, but he was talented. You know, the, first, the first song that I played in high school was for uh, um, the, uh, the, what's the, what's the, the, the Catholic group? What's it called? Uh, Man, church? What was that called? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. The, uh, Catechism? I know uh, what you're talking about. There. Like Mission something club yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we had a what specific club. Anyway, yeah. like that. Yeah, we, it was that. So I played play it for, for that the, night. For yeah. Campus Ministry is what Campus it's Ministry. called. Campus Ministry. Campus Ministry. And then the musical Bonanza. The musical Bonanza, yes. Exactly, which is <laughs> my first concert this? I ever produced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you produced I produced the musical Bonanza. Mm -hmm. It was one of your first shows. It was one of the first shows that was not religiously affiliated. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> and it was my best friend Juan. <clears throat> it was my best friend Juan's idea. And... Um, we got all of our religion teachers, and we, we gave them fake band names like Head Wound and Compound Fracture, but it, in parentheses it said Mr. Hayes. And, <laughs> and, um, and we did the show, and it was great. And we had all of our friends going. It was in, it was in the Raider Room. That was, that was the first concert I ever produced. Mm -hmm. And, was, and you played amazing. live at that. The Raider Room was and, my first venue, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And on. Andrew's on. I, I still have the T-shirt. You do? I still fit. I work for Capitol Records now in L.A., and I had, like, a big event, and I wore my shirt. <laughs> what, do you do, my shirt. what do you do for Capitol Records? I don't even know there was I'm on the, still I'm a on the innovation team for Universal Music Group. I, I lead their global innovation strategy and their hackathon strategy, and uh, Capitol okay, Records a shocker, does, really? does a bunch of stuff. Hang on a sec. All year long, and I'm the You're the head of the International of the Innovation Group for Capital. I'm Records. not the head. I'm the I'm the the consultant who tells them what to do. So you're like a big deal in the music industry. Somewhat. So we've been a small, a small, How about that? In a small part of the world. 
in the innovation but side of music. Wh- why are you living in New Orleans? How come you don't have to live in LA and be like a hipster? I just do it on the phone. And right? I live in I live in LA all summer. Okay, uh, well, that's a good idea. In the summer. Yeah, that, that so you still scary. are like the smartest guy in Louisiana. That's for real. So I get, to get out. out. Get yeah. out <laughs> well, not just that, but that's a pretty cool gig. I mean, that must it's, be. It's a cool gig. Kevin um, Records could hire anybody in the world they wanted to do they, that job. They could, and and the person I work with is actually the former chief of staff for Morgan Stanley, and she got lured out of uh, Harvard MBA school to go and do it. And when th- they put her in the position to create an innovation lab. She pulled me in, and I helped her create the entire thing. One of the cool things about it is it's um, part of a female leadership thing. I'm very happy to follow strong female leaders right. who know what they want, and I can and I can help them get it. And this well, was one of the things where it's a strange situation where I'm from Metairie. I went to Rumble. I don't have any musical training. I just made up everything that I've done my entire career. But a lot of my ideas are right, and they couldn't get anyone else in the world to do it. Like, there's no one who could have gotten the job, job done but me what, because what I had because exactly I had already built the bridges that they needed. What kind of innovations are you? So there's a, there's a sandbox which um, has a lot of old songs in it. So there was a big problem where it's like, hey, we want to go and use our music in a virtual reality experience or in an app or in a in a game or whatever it is. And there's the regular licensing, but then when it comes to an actual make money-making things, so you're making the next Spotify, whatever it is, instead of having each company and each innovation have to go and talk to a person, we actually give them a sandbox where they can build things on their own. Like you can build YouTube into any any app or Google Maps into any any app. We made it where you can build Universal's music into any app. The hard part wasn't like getting them to, to do it. The hard part was getting the publishers to work with them because music is, there's two sides to each song. It's publishing side and the master side. Okay. They have all the, the biggest cata, uh, catalog of masters. I've reminded them that they're also the second biggest publishing company, and I s- put together the deal where the publishing company of Universal and the label created a sheet of paper that gave a shared framework for licensing all of the songs that they control 100% of, which ended up being Louis Armstrong's entire catalog. Elton John's entire catalog, a lot of Amy Winehouse's catalog, Halsey's everything she's done right now, Miley Cyrus everything she's done right now, and the Beach Boys. And you gave and the list them the goes key on. to unlocking the, to the unlocking revenue. Unlocking their own problem. The revenue in and, these songs. Um, and we created the framework. And Are you super wealthy out of all this? I, I did not get very wealthy out of this, but I, I, I do okay. But the, um, yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot more work to be done. This is just the beginning of like a 10-year project. When did and, it start? And it's three years ago. And so it's like... And the full vision is not going to be realized for a much longer time, but something that's of interest is that I'm producing an event. It's an invite-only impact event at the intersection of entertainment and technology during the, the days between Jazz Fest. Universal is a part of it, and in it we're actually having a hackathon. And the hackathon is going to, for the first time, be centered around Louis Armstrong's music. And I have brought, we're going to bring Louis Armstrong back to life in this event, which is who's our number one star to this day. I guarantee you Louis Armstrong gets like some of the most spins and impressions out of any right. artist in New Orleans sure. right now yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to this sure. day. And so we actually have his catalog and people are going to be making AR, VR, So what happens at the hackathon? At a hackathon, people form teams and build projects in 24 hours, software projects. So that here's be, a new app or whatever it is. And in this case, it's a music-based In this case, case, it's music, and in this case, we'll actually have Louis Armstrong's music legally in it. 
How awesome is that? It's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. This, is. Is, this is actually the first time I'm talking about it, so here you go. Wow. Right here, How breaking cool. the news. This has been a big day today around here. And we still have one more Ben Shooter song to go before we get out of here. I know. Ben, you want to play one more song before we get out of here? And then we really do have to go. What are you going to play? So this song is going to be called Upper Mountain Avenue. It's also a single on my Spotify and you know, everywhere else. It's about, um, this, is a, this is a very New Jersey song. Okay. Does it have weed in it? This one doesn't, I think. Mm, okay. There's a brand new bar in the mall It's the only thing there that I can afford There's a brand new shop by the Gucci store But they're not letting just anybody in You wouldn't know how it is to just Tell me how to spend my money Driving down up a mountain avenue That's more wealth than I could ever hope to make Bought a brand new beach house that you never use It's large and modern and the neighbors hate it You wouldn't know how it is to just scrape by You wouldn't know how it is to just scrape by So don't you Tell me how to spend my money Tell me how to spend my money. Ah, yes. Ben Shooter. Thank you. What do you think, guys? I dug it. Nice, Killer. right? Indeed. Very Jersey. Yes. Very. <laughs> dig it. Yeah. That's a real pop song. Ben Shooter, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad me. you could get time off from the kitchen yeah. making sandwiches to come and play for us. Yeah. It's been great to meet you. Yeah, it's been it's been great to be here. I think 
I think everybody uh, in the kitchen was excited to see this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much more than just a sandwich artist. That's They're right. proud of you. Hey, today's show has been brought to us by Nola Pans, the only pans made from a fallen Audubon Park live oak tree. You're looking right at it. These one of a kind, expertly crafted, limited edition writing instruments are only found at nolapans.com. Check them out. And thank you too, to Basics on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue, where you can get fine lingerie and swim and gym wear. Swim and gym. Uh, check it out. They're right uh, near Jefferson Avenue. Basics underneath and basic swimming gym. Hangover Destroyer is the only all natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you go to hdestroyer.com and you write happy hour on the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and you too can seize the dawn. And thank you as well to the Positive Vibrations Foundation who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture and heritage. If you'd like to be a part of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour and for as little as a dollar a month, you too can be a part of our Happy Hour family. Travis Laurentin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Ben Shooter, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And Janelle Sloboff, thank you for much for being here. What was your original name again? Slobotkin. Slobotkin. I'm never going to remember that. Slobotkin. That's been Happy Hour for another week. That was a really great show. That was killer. Yeah. Thanks so much. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our associate producer is April Lovestolf, Monique Pyle and Christian Unruh, our music producers, and Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffith is our Facebook live feed director, and I think it's not just on Facebook anymore. I think it's we're all, Facebook. it's just on Facebook. Oh, it is. Facebook. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, oh, our fact checker and social media connector is Andrew Searock. Searock, our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can stay upright for about 60 minutes while dropping, drinking alcohol. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworms.com. You can check out many other happy hours that we made previous to this one, as well as other shows we make around here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can find our other great Louisiana podcasts as well at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all of it we call It's New Orleans. And you can find photos from the show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Facebook page and on Instagram too. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can follow us and get happy hour delivered to you each week. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans where they make awesome sandwiches, don't they, Ben? Yes, yes we do. And Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon and everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. <laughs>